Hello, everyone. This is Mark Vina with more insights and strategy. I'm here today to talk about uh, technology topics like we typically do. Um, normally, I'm speaking with the rest of my associates at More Insights and Strategy about different issues that have happened in the technology space during the course of the week, but I'm actually graced with the privilege of speaking today with Steve Greenberg. Uh, Steve is the um, author of Gagination. He's a technology aficionado. You have probably seen him quite a bit on the NBC Today show, uh, talking about technology, making recommendations to people about what things they ought to be considering, which is really the... the uh, the, the objective of today's uh, podcast, and I'd like to welcome Steve. Steve, welcome. Hey, Mark. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, Steve and I actually met each other um, a couple of weeks ago at IFA, which is a very um, big European uh, event that uh, there's a press conference, and there's, it gives an opportunity for companies to show up and, and talk about their technology wares, and it actually was a very, very well-done show, and there was quite a bit of... Um, of uh, discussion and uh, chatter about how well the, especially the, it's really a worldwide phenomenon, but it's specifically the European market seems to be doing very well with the growth of smart home and home automation, Internet of Things type of products. And um, I know Steve is like me in that he's constantly getting inquiries about, hey, what to buy, what things you ought to be on the lookout for. And what I'd like to do is spend the next 20 minutes or so just talking about uh, some of the different products and solutions that are on the market in a variety of different uh, consumer home, security home, um, automation categories. So let's talk about that. So because we get we do get lots and lots of inquiries, I certainly I certainly do, and uh, it, I think it's uh, I think it benefit a variety of different people if we give you know share some insights on what things to consider and maybe things that we're seeing from a trend standpoint in the marketplace. So let's talk about home security first and foremost. It's a um, it's a, uh, a it's a tough uh, category simply because it's so crowded. There's so many people, uh, so many companies out there with products out there that um, that allege to do home security on uh, on different levels. Um, and then there's a lot of solutions. That's great, you know, from a customer choice standpoint. It's also negative from a, um, a confusion standpoint. So, see, what do you make of that in terms of just the home cate- uh, security category in general, and what kind of advice and feedback? you give to actually family members, (laughs) family members and friends. Well, you're right. I certainly get a lot of that, especially from family, but but also from just strangers, emails, whatnot. And I I always kind of first like decide, talk to them about their own personal, you know, how tech savvy they are, how tech uh, challenged they are, uh, how tech intimidated they are. If you're not too intimidated, you're a little bit savvy, you can do everything yourself. I mean, there are door sensors, window sensors, cameras, indoor, outdoor cameras, there's uh, motion sensors, there's uh, digital locks, all that stuff is all things that most homeowners can install themselves as long as you have active, fast Wi-Fi, it's pretty easy, the instructions are pretty simple, it's not that big a deal. If you are tech a little tech intimidated, then I usually send them over to a company like Vivint, which will, you just pay them some money and they come in and they do everything for you. Uh, the advantage of that is that you don't have to do anything. It's all tied to one app, and you're done. So that's kind of my, that's the, that's what I kind of recommend for people who really don't feel comfortable doing themselves. But for the majority of people who this is not really above their pay grade, they can get in there and do it themselves, and it's not that hard. I mean, setting up a, a camera, you know, I just did one a little while ago. It takes about you know seven or eight minutes, and you're up and running. So it's really right. not that big a deal. 
Now, another consideration I think could be along those lines is if you have a, an apartment or a condo versus a home. Because when oh, you yeah. have a home, you have lots of windows. You're on the second floor. You probably want to put se- uh, sensors uh, near the windows. And that, again, that may require a professional installer to come in and help out with stuff like that. But for someone who has a condo or a townhouse or an apartment, you know, home automation is actually a fairly easy thing, a fairly straightforward thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've really made it so it's a real DIY situation. You you just, you know, as long as you have Wi-Fi, you sync it to your phone, you sync it to your Wi-Fi, it all talks to each other, and, and you're up and running. It sends you, you know, you, you want to be notified every time the motion sensor goes off or only at certain times a day. I mean, all those things, those parameters are built into it. You kind of click a checkbox and you're done. So right. it's it's not that tough. And And frankly... I, as one person does it, they tell three people, they tell three people, et cetera. So <laughs> I think it's growing just on, you know, uh, I see limited advertising when it comes to smart home stuff. And I really do think it's it's a word of mouth thing. You know, you walk into a friend's house and they have it. Then the next thing you know, you want it too. Right, right. And, and you know what's interesting is, and I wrote about this uh, last Friday in Forbes, is that there's a whole brand new category of, if not called home security, really home monitoring solutions. There's one that uh, just appeared on the scene about three or four months ago called Lighthouse. And that's a different type of product in that it's a, um, it uses a time-of-flight, high-resolution camera sensor that essentially just uh, is allowed. It has such incredible horsepower. It can actually de- make determinations between the different type of people that are in your home. Right, I've and seen it's very, very cool, and it opens up a, a, some sense, issues that I want to talk to you about in terms of privacy and 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 and, uh, and confidentiality and things like that. Because these, these cameras and sensors are getting so incredibly robust, it can make a determination between in the room whether it's Steve Greenberg or your mother or someone else. And uh, some people might be concerned about that. The upside is is that the technology is at the degree where it can determine in a very smart machine learning using out you know very sophisticated algorithms whether for example it has the potential whether someone fell down in the room so in theory with lighthouse eventually you'll be that you don't have the capability now but it's the type of product that could have the ability that where you with using natural language you could simply say please alert me when someone falls down in the room which right. is actually could be very helpful for um, elderly uh, folks who you want to keep a keep an eye on um, but a generation back, the big deal is it could tell the difference between a dog and a family member. So, right. you, you know, you, you go out for the evening and every time the walk, dog walks to the living room, you don't get an alert that there's someone in the living room. So it knew the difference. Right. Uh, you can essentially do that with your kids now. So you you go out for the evening with, you, with your spouse and the kids are running around in the house with a babysitter. You're not getting notices every time they walk to the living room. But if someone un, unexpected shows up, then you do get an alert. So, I mean, I, I, it, again, I mean, everything's a trade-off with privacy, but the mm-hmm. same, you know, there is an advantage, and then you've got to decide if it's worth that trade-off or not. And that's a family-by-family-by-family right. family by family decision. That's exactly right. And, you know, and many of these companies do a really nice job of, of storing your data in an encrypted way, and um, I don't want to uh, scare people, but it is certainly a consideration that you should keep at the back of your mind when you're considering products like this. And um, I, I just think that in this particular category, uh, you're going to see a lot of exciting things as the smart technology becomes uh, gets to the point where it can make these kind of determinations and certain actions in the home. 
And, you know, and actually, and Steve referenced it, you know, one of the big issues with home security products, at least the first generation of products, and anybody who has a ring doorbell can attest to this, is that whole false alert issue where, hey, it's great that I can see people that come up to the door, but do I really want to get an alert every time the postman is delivering mail to me or the lawnmower is going across the field of view? So, but all these things are getting better and, uh, and I think and I, we're going to... I generally, for a couple of some of my products I have around here and elsewhere, I turn off the notifications because it's just too much. I mean, right. I don't have five things telling me that something's happening. You know, the, the, the bug guy comes in here to spray for bugs, and I have, you know, five different apps telling me five different times that something happened in here, and it's like too much information. It's like I, I, I had to turn off the notifications because I, I really don't want it. It's annoying. My phone explodes when right. the bug guy comes up. So, you know, but those are all kind of things you just tweak and you adjust so that uh, it fits what you want in your life. That's exactly right. So I, I think that, um, you know, it's really a case-by-case -case type of uh, consideration for most people. And uh, But the good news is that the technology is getting really robust. And I, I'm particularly excited about, again, a pro like products like Lighthouse. And, and there'll be other products like this that are really, really smart and can make determinations on what it's seeing, not just reporting in a binary way, you know, something happened. So that's going to be a very interesting thing. Um, Here's another interesting category that I know that consumers love to do, and I'm sure you get inquiries about this, in the whole home automation area. And, you know, the most, you know, there's a lot of that, you peel that back, and there's a lot of things hidden in that. But, you know, one particular area is home lighting. You know, it's a perfect, you know, application, A, not only to, for convenience purposes, but it's also environmentally friendly because you're shutting off the lights and you're using power in a more efficient way. What advice do you give to people, Steve, when it comes to the home whole uh, home automation category? And especially if I'm a lighting standpoint, just use it as an example. First of all, I'm a lighting nut. You know, having worked in television for twenty something years, you know, the first thing you learn is lighting is everything. So I like mood lighting. I don't know if this is that I'm kinda of going off topic a little bit, but I'll come back. <laughs> but like the, the halo lights and whatnot, I think the difference between you know, you don't want the lights like, you know, you're going to play basketball in your living room. Sometimes you want it a little bit dimmer uh, to watch TV and whatnot. So besides dimmers, I like having different colored lighting. If I have a party, I have a different look. If I have just a couple of friends over and watching television, I have a different look. So I'm very big on changing my lighting because I really think you can reinvent your home by just changing your lighting. So I'm a really big fan of having a lot of lighting options. And all of mine are controlled off my, my phone. So as long as I have an app for it, I go in and I can... I have some presets for different types of things that happen in my home, and the lighting goes accordingly to what, what I want. So that's the first thing. As far as like home security and whatnot, absolutely. You know, I, I was just, I don't know if it's exactly what you're talking about, but like there's a company out there that has a product I have in my hand here called um, Simply Smart Home, and they have like this switch that fits on your switch. This thing's been around for a little while. It's, it's uh, you know, I'm very big on mom and pop inventors. This is a, a, one guy who came up with this idea. But this thing magnetically sits onto your current switch and then controls that switch from your smartphone or from Alexa or Google or right. whatnot. And and I, it's it's so easy. I mean, this is one of those things where you don't need any tools to install it. You literally just stick it onto the outlet, onto right. the switch, and you're done. And that to me is like, I love it because it's so crazy simple and I actually use it in my home. So you can control your house. I mean, I like to be able to get the lights on before I come in. Uh, if I'm away on vacation, I want lights going on and off. So right. 
Uh, all that is so, you know, used to be kind of a pain to set up. It's gotten so ridiculously easy. It's not not a big deal. And I th- and, and nothing, probably the single biggest deterrent to a bad guy if you're in a home is lighting. If you're exactly. home, if your side yard is lit up, your backyard's lit up, nothing keeps a bad guy away like lights. So before you start doing anything else with motion sensors and doors, I think having outdoor lighting and some indoor lighting that you know they're going to go to the next person's home they're going to go to the dark home they're not going to go to the brightly lit home so i'm a big big fan of lighting now that you're exactly right and in fact i um did the same thing i'm not as advanced as you are steve in terms of mood lighting that's great that you've gone down that <laughs> i love lighting so you really hit the that i'm crazy no no that, that's fantastic and in, in my place in in good old silicon valley um, I discovered uh, the Belkin Wemo adapter several oh, yeah. years ago, which are very simple to use. Um, what's great about it is that you can take just about any AC um, lamp or, or, or product for that, for that matter, plug it into this Wemo adapter, you pair it to your router, and essentially you can control all of those devices through an app or, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, through digital assistance, digital um, uh, right. smart assistance and for example when i get home at night all i have to say is you know alexa turn the lights on lights come on and i even have it programmed in such a way that if i fall asleep on the couch or if i'm there's no activity the lights will go out after three hours you know so it really is phenomenally easy to use uh to do it and there's a variety of solutions out there to do it the the um the the solution that uh steve just mentioned is a really terrific one because in that case if you have a light switch you know instead of actually and there are companies out there by the way that make smart light switches but in that particular case it's a product that you simply layer right on top of the uh your light switch and uh and it pairs with your um your smartphone and your router and your your network and you're off to the races very very cool i mean this what i love about it is just so simple. I mean, because literally your grandmother can do this one. This one is that easy. That's why I, I love it. I think they go, Simply Smart Home is the mm-hmm. website. Yes. Now, and the point that I think, Steve, you made a few minutes ago was that the, the greatest deterrent you can have to, mm-hmm. um, to a burglary or to just, you know, making sure that the bad guys don't, you know, you can't eliminate the possibility. But when lights go on, if you're a burglar, you typically don't want to hang around uh, that, uh, that particular home. So... Actually, on the subject of smart assistance, digital, um, and there's been a huge, you know, rush toward, um, you know, digital assistance. Alexa is probably the most well-known. They're not even getting into lamps. You can actually buy a lamp with Amazon Alexa. You can buy a ton of products that have Alexa built into the product. Into the device. That's exactly right. I mean, some people are under the... um, under the impression that you have to buy a discrete, you know, Amazon, and they have different versions of it, you know, Amazon. Kohler, Kohler makes a bathroom mirror yes. with Alexa built into the bathroom mirror. So you can be standing in front of your bathroom mirror, talk to Alexa, and she'll do whatever it is you want, give you information or turn things on or off while you're shaving in the morning. It's, it's, it's pretty it amazing. amazing. Now, it is amazing where you can wake up in the morning, you're shaving, and Alexa, please tell me the news. And, it and, will tell and you. people think it's, you know, I, I talked to some friends about it. I like, well, don't want it in the bathroom mirror. I mean, you know, how much, can, you know, I don't want to care. I don't care about controlling the lights in the bathroom. I, I get that. But you just like you just said, it's not just for controlling that mirror or the lighting around that mirror. It's about getting news, weather, sports. It's about listening to your favorite music. It's about uh, turning on, you know, uh, the, the coffee maker downstairs while you're shaving. All that can be happening 
while you're in the bathroom shaving with this mirror from Kohler. So it's it's actually pretty clever. Yeah, it is. And uh, there are many, many products like that. There are now clock radios that have Alexa integration built into it. I mean, it will probably never stop in terms of the amount of integration that's going on. But, Steve, here's a question for you because this is, I'm sure, a real issue that people grapple with. And that is the whole idea, and I know I have it in my home, is where you have confusion in in the home with too many digital assistants. For example, I use Amazon Alexa for my lighting. I also happen to have a Microsoft Xbox One in my Mm -hmm. living room that I use to turn on the TV on and turn it off with voice commands. You now have Google Assistant is out there, and and let's not forget Apple Siri, uh, which is obviously with lots and lots of people, the kind of the go-to device for uh, digital smarts. So let's talk a little bit about that in terms of the confusion and some of the factors that someone might consider when choosing what type of digital assistant to use. I, I mean, you hit the top three. Uh, there's kind of a real basic difference between at least two of them. So let's talk about Alexa versus Siri, for example. Mm -hmm. So the difference really is how they were both conceived. Siri was conceived by Apple. And by the way, while I'm talking, they're all listening to me and yakking in the other room. Like you probably can't hear it, but I'm (laughs) I'm hearing Bond every time I say their name. But (laughs) in the case of Siri, she was designed about all around privacy. Apple was scared about people, you know, her listening and finding out stuff. So she is an algorithm where anything she learns gets put into a code that gets put into a code and and there's no connection to who you are. So Siri really is a, and that's why she's not as effective. Sometimes she's not as smart, I'm gonna put quotes on the word smart. She's not as smart as Alexa because Alexa was designed the opposite way. Alexa was designed so you could buy stuff on Amazon. So she has your credit card information. She has your address. She knows everything about you. So that's why privacy with her is a bigger problem because she's all about knowing who you are so that you can order stuff and have stuff reordered every month and whatnot. So she was conceived one way. Siri was conceived another way. But because of that, in some ways, Alexa is a whole lot smarter. I'm putting quotes on the word smarter. Is a whole lot smarter than Siri because of the way they off. That trade-off, right, exactly. Google is trying to split the difference, but in some ways, it's the worst of both, uh, I think. You know, it's it tried to increase the security compared to Alexa, but in other ways, it decreased its its smartness ability. So I think I think that's sort of like that's the middle ground, but it may be the worst of both worlds. And, and by the way, all three are still kind of like, you know, first of all, they're all growing, they're all learning. And they're all, you know, kind of like in their infancy. I don't think right. we're even even close to where this thing is going to go in the not too distant future. No, I, I think that's a good point. And you know, the thing I would raise, and only because I think it's top of mind with a lot of people, is um, you know, to your point about uh, Siri, um, with great fanfare, Apple announced something called HomePod about two right. months ago, which was, which is, I, I, I must say, it's probably the best audio speaker I've ever purchased and evaluated Um, at the same time the Siri implementation given the things that Steve talked about is pretty limited and frankly I use HomePod at my home frankly for listening to music I rarely use the Siri functionality about it Um, I I would just say and this is my personal view is that I typically like to recommend people to really kind of consider Amazon Alexa simply because they've got had such a huge head start Amazon has done a magnificent job of with um, uh, business development and making sure that third-party devices work with it. 
Um, obviously, Amazon, you know, they're, they're not a humanitarian company in the sense they want you to buy something. So there's a, a very strong e-commerce angle that's comprehended into, um, into Amazon Alexa-based products. Go ahead, Steve. And I warn people, though. I mean, I, I, I do the same thing you do. I, I, I tell people Alexa's the, the, the leader in the pack and more things are connected to her. And, and, you know, if you want something that really does a lot of things, she's the way to go. However, she's the one you're trading off the most privacy. So especially in the current world we're living in, yes. if you're freaked out about privacy, she's the one you have to be more scared of at this moment. And I, I was reading an article not that long ago that Apple – is keeping things the way they have it, very, very secure, because they're waiting for some big Amazon handle to break. No, they're waiting for Amazon, so, yeah. and that's going to like say, hey, yeah, but we don't have any of that. So we're, they want, you know, when, whenever there is a big scandal, who knows what that'll be, um, that, that'll be when Apple will say, like, you see, that's why we do this, and they do we that. We, to we told you so, right, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, well, I don't know where this will all play out, but, but truthfully, for functionality, I agree with you. Alexa's probably leading the pack right now. Right, exactly. And, and and truth be told, I'm probably Jeff Bezos' worst nightmare because I've never bought anything using my Amazon Alexa. Oh, I just oh, use it. I, you know, I never have either. Not a single thing. Not a paperclip. Nothing. If I buy it, I buy it. You know, on the website. I don't use her for that. Right. But but I do use her for listening to podcasts. I use her for listening to music. I use her for weather and sports and all that stuff. So she's she's very useful. I, I like her a lot. But I don't use her for my my e-commerce decisions correct correct so one other topic that i know is um and i and I, i'm bringing this up simply because they were out in force at ifa is the whole smartwatch category and you know apple you know what, what you know turn, was a kind of a boutique category three or four years ago has turned into a very very big business um and in fact uh you know um if i'm not mistaken uh, Apple led the pact um, with uh, smartwatch sales in, in the smartwatch category over the holidays. It was kind of the big thing, to, the big. Uh, it was the big uh, toy to buy, so to speak. But there are other effective. There are other smarts, you know, watch class solutions on there, especially in the health category. Uh, Fitbit is a great example. They've got some great um, watches that are less expensive and actually have a bit more, a bit more skewed toward health functionality. Any thoughts on that, Steve, in terms of when someone's kind of evaluating a smartwatch? As with all things, I have an opinion, so here's my opinion <laughs> on that. I, I, I mean, I think Fitbit is fine. It, it does the job really well. It's, you're getting a lot of bang for the buck. It's, it, it, there's a lot of technology in there. It's very effective. It's very useful. I'm a big fan of Fitbit. That said, if you're an Apple person, you've got a Mac, you've got an iPhone, you've got an iPad, you've got all of this Apple stuff, the Apple Watch makes sense because all of these things work so well together. The one thing Apple does really well, or one of the many things Apple does really well, is the synergy between its products. It doesn't do well with synergy with a PC or whatnot, but if you're, if you're like an Apple person surrounded by Apple things, then probably the watch makes sense because they all work together so well. Right. So I kind of lean a little bit. So if you if you have all Apple stuff, I'd say go with the Apple Watch. Uh, but otherwise, if you're if you're an Android person and you have a PC or whatnot, then I would say go with Fitbit or go with. Well, there's a million other companies right now that have it too. There's Life something or other, and there's a bunch of companies that have really good trackers of different kinds. And you know, Fitbit now has one that does uh, does a cardiovascular thing, measures like yep. almost like EKG while you're walking. Uh, they have a bunch of new things. I, I also worry that sometimes it's too much information. I mean, this is the uh, my own um, neuroses about this stuff. You know, if 
I had a doctor once yell at me for taking my blood pressure too often because you <laughs> actually escalate your blood pressure because you keep checking it because you keep getting yourself worked up about it. So I'm kind of like the same thing with this. If people have too much information, they kind of get obsessed with it and they kind of go down a, a wormhole and it's not healthy. Knowing how many steps you've done every day, that's great. That said, I read a study where they did uh, someone, they had somebody wearing a Fitbit, you know, like five different brands to see how many steps they took. And the, the difference was pretty dramatic. So these things aren't totally accurate in that way, but it doesn't really matter. What it will tell you, if you have a Fitbit, you'll know that Tuesday you walked more than Thursday. That part's accurate. But did you really do 11,000 steps and 6,000 steps? That's still, you know, they're not completely uh, accurate on those levels. That's what I'm, my understanding. Right, right. And, and, and I would also raise another issue, which is probably a plug for Apple, um, in that, yes, I absolutely agree with you that it really is the ecosystem type of discussion. If you have an Apple phone, uh, because the original Apple Watch, you had to have an Apple Watch. It had to be paired with it. You couldn't use it. In the, that's changed now a bit. Uh, because that the uh, the new Series 3 watches have built-in cellular capability. But one nice thing about the Apple Watch, you know, beyond the health you know issues and health advantages, is that because it does have built-in cellular capability, and there's been some stories written about this over the last couple of weeks where the stories allege that Apple Watches were responsible for saving people's lives, meaning that um, the health cons- there, there might have been some type of emergency situation where someone could use the watch. There's yeah. an SOS feature on the Apple Watch that, again, if you have the cellular subscription, that if, God forbid, you're in a situation where you need to call the local police, all you have to do is uh, hold down one of the buttons on the crown of the watch, and, all of us, and uh, the, uh, the authorities will be alerted. And I, and I will tell you, I have a personal story with that and that I tested this with my mom about a year ago in Princeton, New Jersey, and I really thought, you know, you could cancel it, and believe it or not, we pressed the button. Um, it went right to her local police station. The police had showed up, and they insisted on seeing her inside the house <laughs> before they would leave. And that's while great. that was, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, that's the kind of thing that, it, you know, God forbid you're in a situation where you can't get to your phone. Um, that could have a, a meaningful impact on, you know, uh, making a, uh, a tragedy, a non-tragedy. So um, very, very exciting stuff around there. But, uh, but certainly if, you know, you're not into the Apple ecosystem and if health is your primary concern, and it's less expensive, by the way, uh, because the, the Apple watches tend to be more of a fashion, have more of a fashion piece component to it. Fitbit watches are actually, you know, I think quite functional. And, and by the way, there are other companies, too. You don't have to go with Fitbit. There's a bunch of if, if the brand doesn't matter to you, there's a lot of there's, uh, I, 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 I can't spill it out of my head right now. But there's life something and a bunch of other companies that have really very effective um, tracking systems and and. Right. And, and exercise motion sensors. So there really, there really are some great options out there. There are. So with that, we're at the end of our time for this week's uh, podcast. I want to uh, thank Steve uh, Greenberg for your time and your thoughtful um, deliberations you. on the category. We will certainly do the, do this again uh, shortly with some other quote quote celebrities. I'll use the air quotes like Steve who's <laughs> very very mindful yeah, of heavy the heavy on the air quotes. Heavy on the air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so again, uh, please follow more insights and strategy on social media, on the, uh, our usual suspects, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. And until next week, thank you. Thank you.